Hello there and welcome to the Psychology Report. Good to have you with me again today. We are taking a look at the issue of heroism under the subtitle of Will a Real Hero Please Stand Up? You know, as parents, one of the things that we really appreciate is when we see our children demonstrate heroism. When they do something at risk, but they do it well and they take a risk and they do something good for somebody. We admire heroism in other people. Martin Luther was certainly a hero when he stood up against the Catholic Church and the abuses of the Catholic Church and the indulgences and the um, difficulties that he had in trusting and having respect for the popes and the priests. John Huss, who stood up for the faith, burned at the stake. Little Red Riding Hood, you know, who really kind of became a little heroine in herself. Uh, David and Goliath, you know, there are many stories in history of heroism. And we have our own special heroes, but we certainly appreciate that in our own children. But what is a hero? You know, when you take it, when you break it down, there are two components to heroism one is altruism. And the other one is empathy. Heroes are people who act in an altruistic way. That is, they take risk for the good of something else, somebody else, uh, something that needs to be saved or needs to be rescued or needs to be uh, improved. But to do so, one puts oneself at a great risk. So heroism involves altruism, the doing good to rising above oneself, one's self-interest. You know, we live in a society that's very self-centered. And when somebody acts beyond themselves, we see altruism. But empathy is also part of heroism. The feeling of compassion, the caring for somebody. Caring enough to take that step of, of uh, risk and do something to save somebody from a difficult situation that otherwise they would not be saved or they would undergo great trauma, great injury, or great suffering. You know, research shows over the years that only about a third of the population would respond to a crisis if faced with a crisis. This is, goes way back to the research of Genevieve in New York and the girl that was uh, brutally injured and murdered in a elevator and people watched how this took place and unfolded right before their eyes and hardly anybody stepped forward and over the years we've researched that and studied that there's only about a third of the people will step forth step forward and take a step of action to address a crisis and act in the role of a hero act on behalf of a person who is in need of compassion and caring and support and help and act in a way of altruism, going beyond themselves, putting themselves at risk to intercede in a situation that otherwise would be very dangerous and very uh, hurtful and very destructive and very traumatic you know, to another person. Well, what do we say when we talk about heroism with our children? Can we teach it? Can they learn it? Well, parents must model altruistic behavior. 
and they must teach the value of it. See, there's value in being a hero. There's value in being altruistic. There's value in being compassionate. People get benefit from that. People get saved because of that. People get uh, rescued from difficult situations because of the uh, compassion and the act of altruism that is set forth on their behalf. So parents need to model it. They need to act in a heroistic manner themselves and show heroism on a daily basis in their own life. Now, not every day, I guess, do we face situations that are so traumatic that calls for an altruistic, compassionate action on the part of somebody. But they're often there. We often see them. And uh, when you stand up against a, an objection, you stand up against an opposition in some form, you stand up against something that's wrong, something that's morally wrong, when you stand up to it, you're showing heroism. You're showing altruism and you're showing empathy. You say so. Parents must model these two traits: to be altruistic, to step forward and do good for other people, even at your own risk or at your own sacrifice and at your own cost. They must act in a manner that's compassionate towards that person who is in need at the moment. Okay, parents need to model it. Secondly, heroism is taught. We start with small steps. First, we teach it by being an example, and we teach it in these small steps with our children. Little things that they do on behalf of somebody else. Little things they do to help somebody else. Little things they do to make somebody else's life a little bit better. Might even be a pet. Might be a neighbor. Might be a grandparent. Might be a family relative in some form who's in need of help. Maybe somebody in the church. Somebody around that you know who has a need and who is in in a hurtful situation and just need some kind of support or intervention well if you do it as a parent you will model it but if you encourage your children to do it they'll learn it even better because the little steps that they take will help them learn that altruism is possible altruism is a good thing because they get good out of it and to show compassion to people who are in need help your children learn to be compassionate, to be caring, to be sympathetic, to be empathetic to other people who are in need. Pray for them, talk about them, visit, give gifts, do little acts of mercy, acts of kindness. That's all these little ways that we teach our children to be a hero. You know, here's the third example. Look for examples of the heroism that your kids do, in fact, engage in and then praise them. In other words, anytime you see a ch your children do something that's altruistic, that they do something that, to help somebody, they sacrifice themselves, they give up something themselves for somebody else, they give something that they wanted to somebody else. Little small steps of heroes. Praise that behavior. Commend that behavior. Really honor that behavior. Make a big deal out of that behavior, you see. You start with these little small steps and then kids will take it to the next level. Look for examples of heroism of your kids. Just make sure you see it and then praise it, okay? Now, here's another point. Caring for pets. <laughs> That's a way to teach altruism. It's a way to teach compassion. Those are, the compa those are the components of heroism. So when you teach compassion, you're teaching a child to look out and see what, where a need exists and meet that need. A dog might need attention. 
Dog might need food, might need a little help with something, might just want a playmate for a little while, may just want to have boredom kind of changed in a little bit and just pay attention to them a little bit. Maybe you want a little pet, maybe a rub down, maybe a, a combing of their hair. I mean, all these little things pets want and pets need. And when your children step forward and do those things voluntarily, they're showing acts of kindness. They're showing acts of compassion. They're showing acts of goodness to a pet. And that means they're learning empathy. They're learning compassion. And when they do these things, when they rather really do something else, they're showing empathy. And they're showing altruism. Because that's what the components are of heroism. That altruism is that when you do anything outside of yourself, you, you self-sacrifice, whether it's a penny, a nickel, a dime, or a dollar, or a minute, or ten minutes, or an activity, or whatever it is. When you self-sacrifice for the sake of somebody else who needs help, you're showing altruism. Now, here's another point. Teach the value and the importance of giving money to charity. See, that's part of altruism. You know, sure you would rather have that money. Sure you can buy another Starbucks with that money. Sure you can go to another hamburger shop and buy another hamburger. Sure you can buy things that you want. Sure you can buy another toy. Obviously. But the point is that you want to teach children to sacrifice for the sake of somebody else. And when you give money to charity, when you give money to somebody who is in need, you give somebody who is poor, somebody who has a specific trauma in their life and they need some help, whether it's money or it's clothing or it's food or it's just a treat or it's water or whatever it might be, you're showing acts of altruism and kindness and empathy to that person and you're learning those two components of heroism. Now here's another point. Identify 10 possible projects that as a family you can do to serve other people. <laughs> You might as a family get brooms and go up and down the street and sweep all the curbs of all your neighbors. You just clean up the front of the house of your neighbors. That's a little active heroism. That's an active altruism. It's a compassionate kind of a behavior. Or you might just kind of look around the community and drive around and pick up grocery carts that are just thrown all over the community and take them back to the store where they belong. Or you might go down to the park or go downtown or go to some mall or something and just give out bottles of water on a hot day. Or you might serve food at the Fresno Rescue Mission or the Pavolero House or in your community, some of the places where poor people go or where the homeless go. Go down and volunteer a couple days. That's altruism. That's giving up something of yourself to somebody else and being compassionate in the process. Take in the garbage cans of your neighbors. You can see a garbage cans out, have your kids take them in. That's not a big deal, but they have to sacrifice a few minutes of their time, a few minutes of their energy, just to take in the garbage cans of their neighbors. It's a nice little activity, particularly if your neighbors are aging. But it's that idea of showing that you can do these little things, because later on in life, they'll do big things. You say, Go to a skilled nursing facility, go to a nursing home, you know, just sing or just visit and just talk or give out something to read or just a little toy or something that somebody can, a little soft animal. I mean, just give that out. That's our acts of kindness. Volunteer and give blood, you know, as a family to the blood bank. 
I mean, there are many, many projects that you can do. I got just a few. There's a, but all these kind of projects you can do. Because every time you do a project like that, you're showing altruism. You're going above yourself. You're going beyond yourself. You're sacrificing your own time and your own interests and your own money and your own self-desires. You're sacrificing that for the good of somebody else. And in the process, you're doing it out of kindness, out of compassion, out of caring, being empathetic, if you will. Okay? Here's another point. Note how people feel when good things are done for them, especially if they're done unexpectedly. You go to a nursing home and you do something nice for them, you're going to get a nice response. You're going to get a beautiful response from people because they appreciate what you've done. So people do appreciate these acts of kindness, these acts of altruism, these acts of empathy. People do appreciate, and they light up, and it just really makes the world go better, and the day go better for them. And your children will be the recipient of their expressions of gratitude and their expressions of gratefulness for what you have done. And lastly, let me just say this. You can practice self-denial. You know, that would be a good place to start. You know, when you want to buy something, deny yourself of that. Put the money into a jar and accumulate it for a while and then give it to charity or to somebody who is in need. Is anyone who really needs it. So, deny yourself something. Deny yourself a Starbucks. Deny yourself another night out. Deny yourself a big, huge meal and just have a small meal and take the difference and give it to somebody or put it in the jar so that you can give it to charity later on. There's little ways of doing goodness. There's little ways of being a hero. There's little ways of starting to be a hero. There's little ways to be empathetic. There's little ways to be altruistic. They start small and then they grow. So make sure that your children are the recipients of your goodness, of your kindness, of your empathy, of your altruism. That they see that and they benefit from that and they value it. And then they'll do it themselves. Ask their school teacher to help. Ask your school teacher if she can talk about it in the classroom a little bit or give examples. And if you've done something, take it to school and have your kids kind of do a show and tell type of a report. But most of all, altruism occurs in a home that's where love occurs. A loving home is a home that's altruistic. A loving home is a home that's compassionate. A loving home is a home that has heroes in it. You can be that hero. You can be that home. You can be that life that the world sees and benefits from. So anyway, nice to have you with me again today in the Psychology Report. <coughs> Excuse me, and I certainly want you to know that my new sponsor is Dr. Chris Wong and his partner... Dr. Uh, Wong Tong and uh, dentists uh, on North uh, Millbrook Avenue, Cedar Avenue, Cedar Avenue, pardon me, on North Cedar Avenue. And um, if you're looking for a dentist, Dr. Chris Wong at North Cedar Dental Office. So um, you drive up Cedar Avenue to about knees, and there you are. So, um, we're glad to have him as one of our new sponsors of our program, and we'll hear more about it in a little bit. Again, go to Lehman if you need a lock and key. Lehman 
Lock and Key and Safe Company, First Street and Shaw. He's the key man. So if you have any problems with locks and keys, go to him. Okay, bye for now.